Hello, everyone. My name is Tiffy T, the Resell Queen, and we are back for another installment of the Resell Queen Chronicles. This will be the last live of 2020, or the last podcast of 2020. Uh, I will be taking off the next two weeks of podcasting to celebrate and deal with holidays and all of that good stuff. I will still be dropping videos on YouTube. I plan on doing that uh, those two weeks that we have a break that I'll be breaking so that you guys can still get information. It will actually be a lot easier uh, for me uh, to do that. I just want to say hi to all of my new audience that may be watching. We have decided that we are going to be uh, streaming live, not just on YouTube anymore. So we are live right now on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. So if you want to watch me versus just listening to me uh, on the podcast uh, platform, you can go to any of those places and find me on Facebook. I, there's links in all of the description boxes. You can find me on Twitch. Resell Queen is what I am. You can find me on YouTube. Resell Queen is who I am. And on Facebook, if you put in Resell Queen, you'll find me. But my page is Tiffy T, the Resell Queen. So those are the places that you can see my videos and uh, we'll see the videos for the live of. Uh, uh, stream of the Resell Queen Chronicles. And you also get other little hints and things like that about things coming up and also about things, you know, in the resell business. So I follow me on all of those platforms or, or whichever one that you prefer. I'm trying to make sure that I am available to anyone who wants to get this good info. <laughs> so I also would like to just thank all of our subscribers, listeners, 2020 uh, just has been one heck of a year. I've never had a year like this, a year where you kind of start out like, okay, optimistic. Then you start out crying. Then next thing you know, you're crying then crying some more. Then you're optimistic Then you're crying some more. So this has been one heck of a year. And because of that, I've decided, you know what? I am going to bring in my partner in crime, so to speak. And I'm going to, in a way, introduce the, uh, those who don't know me personally to my husband because he's the one that really does a lot of the things behind the scenes. He's not a camera person, uh, meaning he's not in front of the camera person. He is also not really on uh, social media like that. He more, I would say is mainly only on social media uh, to follow certain things, not to converse about reselling. So I'm the one that's up front, but he really has a good amount of knowledge. So I decided to uh, bring in my husband. So without further ado, let everyone welcome my husband, Dan Tracy. Fake applause. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, honey. 
So this is interesting because we've never done a live stream like this where you're in one room, I'm in another room. So hopefully this, there won't be a whole bunch of crazy echoes and things like that going on. Um, so as you guys can tell, my husband is so not the um, person that's the vibrant person in front of the camera. He doesn't care about that, but he's cool with letting me be that person, which is great. Uh, but it's he all about the support. Of, what did you say? It's all about the support. Thank you. <laughs> but speak up just a little bit, honey, because I want to make sure everyone can hear you. Okay. So, um, and he has a lot of uh, suggest good suggestions as well as he's been doing this for a while. So I felt that it was great to bring my husband in on this particular podcast because we we're going to recap how 2020 was for us and also talk about preparations and give our predictions and things like that for the next year so that uh, to help you with your business because uh, really it's December 2020, but you need to be thinking right now about February 2021, March 2021. That's where your mind needs to be at right now. You should have took care of Christmas three months ago. Just saying. Yeah, it's too late to order product and get it labeled for sale now. Now's the yeah. time to start looking at Easter product. I'm already looking at it at the storage unit as what needs to come out. Exactly. Exactly. So... How was 2020 for us <laughs> in reselling, would you say? Because you actually had a period where you were doing this all by yourself because I wasn't I wasn't here because I was quarantined uh, because of the coronavirus. Product comes and product goes, but this year has been a lot of selling off of stuff that has been in the storage. I haven't had a lot of stuff coming in. I've had more stuff going out. And I can officially say with McCary, I have not had a single day of downtime since Christmas last year. Every single day, something's been in motion on that site. Okay. I think it's probably safe to say that looking at accounting, McCary has been probably top producer. Does that, does that sound about right? Well, I know with my side of it, McCary every day is outpacing eBay. Every day, I'm probably double the amount of orders on McCary than I am on eBay. So what are you um, putting on McCary? Like what type of items do you put on McCary? You can put some high dollar items on there, but for the most part, I'm trying to keep it $40 or less. So lower cost items that aren't going to be a whole lot of money that somebody's going to want to expend. I look at McCary as people are trying to sell off stuff in their house to make a couple dollars. And then when they finally got a couple dollars in their account, they want to buy something else. Okay. So, you don't want somebody sitting there for three months trying to save up a hundred dollars to buy something that that price level. You're trying to get them on the hook when they got a couple dollars jingling in their account. I see. So because if I'm right, you can use like your credits with McCary. So if I sold something, they'll hold the money 
and then I can use that to buy something else. Is that right? Yeah, they hold the money from your sales unless you actually have them do a physical transfer to your bank account. Other than that, it just sits there and just keeps accruing just like you would have on uh, PayPal when you get your sales in on there. The money just sits there and accrues until you tell it to go to your account. Yeah. Well, one thing that was very different for us this year that is a very profitable was going to was doing the flea markets and we really didn't do any this year am i right we didn't well we have the indoor flea market but the weekend warrior of flea marketing wasn't really done for us this year because of the virus yeah stayed away from the outdoor flea market yeah took a hit from not doing that every weekend but Instead of pushing product out there, start to try to push more towards the indoor flea market that we don't have to man. There's somebody else there that's paid to man the cash register. So put the product out there and let them ring it up. Yeah. So I do think, though, I miss what the way the flea market was, though, for the weekends. Because what's really nice about the flea markets is are it's that cash you know, there's nothing going into PayPal there. You don't have to worry about it to hit the bank. You have cold, hard cash normally. I mean, even though, you know, we can take cards, whatever, but because of the amount that we sell, we're going to get really cash out of people. And that changed, I think, a lot this year for, for us. Right. As well as the cash sales, it's a clearinghouse for the lower quality or lower price items that don't make sense to sell on eBay, where if you sell it on eBay or any other online site, you're selling it and make it a profit of a dollar or two after your shipping and other costs factored in. At the flea market, it's cash in hand and it's gone. Exactly. So, and that kind of also brings me into like the uh, flea market kits that that we offer. Um, I got I get asked about like what's really in there. I tell I tell people what's in there is going to be what we feel works more better at a flea market because when you put it online to go through all of that work to put something online, then it sells. Then you you're paying the fee to the platform then you're paying a fee for whichever way you get paid, um, you know, if it's through PayPal. So you have two sets of fees and then you got to ship it. So yes, it might be something that you're like, oh, it'll sell, it'll sell but you're not going to make that much. It's a lot easier to keep it in your flea market box set up on Saturday or Sunday, whatever day you do your flea marketing and you can make a quick cash on hand. I kind of missed that <laughs> this year because that was, I don't want to call it a saving grace, but it was nice to kind of have, to have that uh, available, you know, because, you know, emergencies happen and things like that, you know, where you kind of, you're getting that constant stream of income uh, because of the, um, because of the cash, you know, at the flea market. So that's those were some of the things that I really missed with uh, 2020 with our reselling of this year. 
Um, I think the one thing that's affecting us like right now is shipping is we are doing a lot of shipping. You're getting a lot of inquiries about people shipping. You were just telling me about the one person asking you like 20,000 questions. And when did they buy, when did they buy the item? It was about a week ago. And then within a day, they want to know status updates. When is shipping, uh, tracking number email to them. And then two days later, want to know why to, uh, change on the UPS site still makes it look almost like it hasn't been received by them. And it all has to do with their electronic tracking. When they scan the sheet, it doesn't really say that it's fully accepted by the post office. It's only saying uh, pending acceptance, even though they physically have it in hand, it hasn't physically crossed a scanner and then we got all our, all our normal issues with our local post office trying to rely on the regional sort center to scan it. Got about a 20% of the packages going through them. Don't get scanned there. They'll get scanned at the next processing center or at the final destination post office. They'll get scanned. So it'll go through their entire system and all of a sudden one day show up as, hey, we got it. And here it is. Yeah, it'll be delivered. So, you know, like, it's funny because I, well, you know, I ordered something for me personally, not, you know, for reselling. And I could, because I know what's happening with the shipping, the uh, online seller contacted me and was like, I just want you to know, I did ship this out. And I wrote them back and I was like, I sell online too, because this wasn't even eBay or anything or, or anything like that. I, I sell online too. I am completely aware of how all this works. I believe you, sh you dropped it off. I know how this works. It'll get scanned somewhere. And I even was like, you know, if I don't get it by a particular time, then I'll probably just order another one and wait for that one to show up. It turned out though that, um, because the item started out in Georgia, I knew it made it to Atlanta and we didn't see anything for like four days and then it was just delivered and I got notification it was delivered. I was like, oh my goodness, it's, in I didn't even realize, <laughs> you know, so those are the complications that we're having with shipping. Um, also if you follow me on social media, I, I sent out uh, eBay announcements. Um, one suggestion I have to everyone, if you are selling on eBay, is to go to, eBay actually has announcements that you can, that they will text to you. So every time there's an eBay announcement, they will text what, what the announcement is. I am currently searching my phone so I can find what the code is because I wasn't even going to talk about this. And now I realize, oh, that's a good idea. I should talk about that. Um, uh, no, no, no. Where um, they will send you all of the announcements uh, or give you a notification. Either you can do it by email where they'll send, send you their announcements or you can do it um, with a text message. Uh, I keep abreast of that stuff because eBay obviously has realized that 
shipping is just not worth that right now. Shipping, I mean, if considering that our metrics are determined by the shipping, um, eBay has kind of relaxed a little bit with that. They've also try are in their own way trying to relax the expectation, I'll say, um, of when an item should be received. Like when a person sees it and they'll put, you know, should be received, you know, how they give that estimate when um, when a person is looking, so. Right, well, they also have the guaranteed delivery time as well that they'll tell people, and I'm sure that they're trying to suspend that as well. When you well, order I an item, it gets you to- guaranteed because they can't guarantee it. Not with the USPS, you know, that's not who I would, uh, I would never guarantee anything with the post office. Even, you know, even if you're shipping at priority, I think one thing that's good to, to know, um, I actually have a family member that used to work for the post office. He's now retired. And I got a little bit of information about how some of this works. First of all, as everyone knows, with the coronavirus, uh, commercial flights are not as uh, are not as many as they used to have. I mean, the airline industry has laid off a lot of people, so there's not a lot of flights. One of the things that I don't think people realize is that um, commercial flights also had mail on them, and I think a lot of people realize that. Um, after 9-11, because um, that was another way for checks to clear, was that the, you know, the checks get put on the commercial flight and get sent to the bank to, to clear. That's part of the reason why we have the electronic clearing of checks now, because, where they do that digital image, because 9-11 happened and that showed the flaw in the system. So... That I say all that to say this: um, priority and regular mail is going by truck, and they're not going by a partially full truck. The truck has to be full, or whenever date it's a, that truck is supposed to move. So your item, if it's in a truck and it's not full and it's not supposed to move yet, it could be sitting there for several days until that truck gets full and then it'll make it to the next step, to the next point. And notice I said point, not destination because they're also changing routes. Um, gas, all those type of things are also have to come into play. The things, the item that, well, I should say the product for for the post office that they are looking to put more on flights are going to be their express. So anything that is an express, they're looking to put on a flight because that obviously you're paying for a premium product. And there was a time when priority got put on flights. Priority, the word says priority, the name of the product, but it's not much of a priority right now, not for them. So if you're using the post office to ship, my suggestion is if you're trying to get it there as quickly as possible is to use uh, the next day 
Uh, or if you're not using the post office, FedEx has been good to us. From what I can see this month, FedEx has been pumping out and so has UPS. UPS has been uh, really delivering very well for us uh, where we're getting, you ship something out and it's received probably within one or two days, which I wasn't expecting on a lot of things. So what do you think, Dan? Well, I just browsed the title of an article here today where they just said that, I, and I believe it was FedEx cleared $20 billion worth of shipping products this quarter. So they've definitely stepped up their game to handle load. Wow. That's something. All right. And we'll be right back right after this. Meet Jamie. Jamie is super excited. No, she didn't win the lottery. And her boyfriend didn't just propose. No, she didn't just save money on her car insurance. Jamie just started her own virtual online tax business with one-stop taxes for free. Come see what all the excitement is about. Visit ttracy.myonestoptaxes.com. All right, and we are back. So we just got done recapping what our 2020 looks like. So let's also, we're going to talk about 2021. Uh, 2021 is coming within, oof, say, less than 15 days, <laughs> something like that. Uh, so less than two weeks we have for 2020. What are you preparing for right now at 2020? I know you said earlier you're thinking about Easter. Well, right now, looking at Easter and you also got your other minor stuff coming up like Mother's Day and uh, Valentine's Day as well, falling in there, get a couple products out for that as well. But that those are kind of smaller amounts. Yeah, I, I would say if, well, I already have my Easter bundle, as you know, I have that, I have a little bundle that I think works for little kids um, that you can either add to an Easter basket or just kind of give to kids, um, you know, on Easter and it's a little activity book and things like that. So I, I have my bundle already for that. Um, Valentine's Day, of course, is is going to be coming up. Uh, so you want to get kind of prepared for that. Um, the thing with Valentine's Day, it's really one day and there's only there's only certain stars. So the stars on Valentine's Day are chocolate and jewelry normally. So really, I mean, unless you have something that's geared for that day, it's not something that I really prep for um, because I, I don't really sell that type of stuff. I'm not a jewelry. I don't sell jewelry like that, even though I do have jewelry on my Poshmark, but that's more just because I kind of got it at a good price, <laughs> not because I seeked it out. Um, 
so those are the normally the stars on um on valentine's day so i really don't uh how can i say source for valentine's day like that but that's just me do you source for valentine's day not in particular it's more stuff that has come in on loads like uh fake roses little knickknack kind of things with the bears holding hearts and things like that yeah it's not really a day for me because it's one day it's not like christmas christmas you can source for because it's multiple presents and it's a wide range of presents whereas valentine's day what shines are chocolates anything edible you know um flowers which we don't really do um and jewelry which is not something that that we do either so i it's, it's not really a big thing and then next is going to be like uh, uh what do you call it saint patrick's day i don't really source for that either although i do do other things as you, as you know i have my amazon merch account which is where i make um t-shirt designs and Amazon prints them. So I'll make designs for that time of year and let them sit out there until then. And if a person happens to buy them, I do find that the seasonal ones, sometimes they work out sometimes. So what are your predictions for how do you think next year is going to be uh, in reselling? I think uh, home goods are going to be a solid bet, especially with bedding and things like that. Uh, bathroom items, all stuff that people are using every day, but don't want to have to go out to buy replacements for from an actual store. Well, I think also to chime in on that with quarantine, even if you weren't comfortable with shopping online, you became real comfortable during quarantine because that was really the only option normally. So I think we're going to see a lot more of people shopping online, buying things that they would not normally go online to buy because they were comfortable buying things on during quarantine that now that's what they're used to and they're happy with the service. And also, unfortunately, we're going to have some, have businesses that are closing up. We have malls that are deserted. So it's not the same retail space that it used to be uh, locally in, in different communities. So we're, we're really only having, you know, the big companies that are there. And if you happen to be from a small town and everything is closed up, your only option was to get on your phone and order something. And, you know, with everyone being home, you, you spent more time at home and you realize, oh, this really isn't efficient. Or let me update this room. Let me update that. Quarantine really changed uh, the comfort level of a lot of people buying things online. You know, people sometimes are comfortable buying a toy online, maybe, um, you know, buying a present online. But I mean, you know, you know what I do. I buy groceries online. 
<laughs> you know, I'm comfortable with that. There's a level of comfort level that I've had even before quarantine because I'm comfortable with online shopping. Now we have a group of people that probably would never have thought to shop online for those type of things that will be happy to do that now because they've experienced it during quarantine. So I really think for predictions, I would suggest not to prejudge what what you have because you just never know a person may not have that available in their local area and need to go online to buy the item. That's one thing that I say I've learned. What about you? Uh, I know I started out the year with a lot of different products that I was used to sourcing and that and that wholesale supplier kind of dried up and I started spreading out into other wholesalers to make up the difference. Now, yeah, it took a lot of grinding out, a lot of listings to make up the difference versus buying case packs and make one listing and let it sit there and sell 20 to 30 different items. So I'm still always refining the process and sources of where I can get products. Yeah, I would definitely say with the coronavirus, one of the places that you normally go to kind of just dried. It was as if they couldn't get any more product. Well, a lot of it was uh, a lot of stores stopped accepting returns. So if stores are not accepting returns, you're not going to get large return loads anymore because it's not available. It's just, it's not that people are buying it up. It's just not available. Like I remember there was a period with Walmart. Walmart stopped accepting returns in store. Think about how many people are always trying to find Walmart returns. You're right. You're right about that. So you're right. It did seem like there was a time period where liquidation was kind of dry. And it seemed like even some of the places that we would normally go to that had a abundance of things, those were where we had to go because you bought, I believe, early in quarantine, you got a lot from bulk, which is not where you would normally go because we have warehouses that we can go to, but they had stuff available. Yeah, and, and again, it was just, uh, I believe it was, a combination of the season ending stuff where shelves were being cleared. Uh, people weren't buying the stuff off the shelves, So there was more of it available and the prices were just right. And just grabbed what I could when I could. And that stuff is since gone out the door in packages. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> so, I am very optimistic for 2021. You know, we know the vaccine is here. We've already seen the different people get the vaccine. So hopefully, eventually, that will mean we can get to normal, not a new normal. Uh, 
I really don't know. <laughs> I can't predict the future, but I really do hope that 2021 is like the year that we can all go back outside and do what we are so used to doing. That is something that I am looking, looking, um, looking forward to. So we actually have a person that has a question. So I'm going to show it up here, honey. They said, I am in the DMV area. Is there a warehouse close by to go to? So when you say DMV, I'm assuming that you're Delaware, like, Maryland, Virginia. huh? Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. No, DC, honey. Hey, I'm, I've been all over because, you know, when I was on the peninsula over there, oh, around yeah, South there Marva, yeah. yeah. Um, I think they're probably meaning more DC. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He said, yes, Delaware. Okay. Um, well, we know, oh, no, they're in Pennsylvania. I'm thinking of a couple people and I'm like, no, they're in Pennsylvania. Okay. They're in Maryland. So they just wrote back. They're in Maryland. Um, wasn't there a place that you wanted to check out? Is it called Found and Made? Don't they Found have pallets? Found and one of them. They and... have pallets. Um, they have pallet auctions. Um, there was a place called Found and Made that was in Maryland. That's in Maryland. Um, if it's the place I'm thinking of, I did stop by there once to see what it was, and they're more geared to getting in truckloads and auctioning off at one time. And it was yeah. a small parking lot and just not conducive to showing up with a truck and a trailer and trying to do what we normally sit there do. in a live auction that's going to go late into the night. And then you got to load and go in the middle of the night. Yeah. Not- we prefer those places that are huge warehouses and we can kind of just go shopping. At least I do, <laughs> but that's kind of what we're used to. The place that we do that from would probably be in Pennsylvania. Um, anywhere, I don't think I'm. I'm not familiar with any liquidation warehouses in DC. Doesn't mean that there's not any, um, but I'm not familiar with anyone in DC. Can you think of? I know Bulk is in DC, but Bulk's headquarters is in dc their warehouses are not their warehouses are not in dc so if someone's like well wait a minute you always talk about balk but their warehouses are not in dc um and i think that this person is looking for more of a place where they can maybe get a truck and show up and just start picking up pallets i know and they're in the same how we do they're kind of in the same black hole of wholesalers that we're in where I wish there were some more around. (laughs) Well, and that's kind of where we are, you know, um, when we had our warehouse, you know. um, We could travel all over. We we travel. North Carolina, Tennessee. Yeah, North Carolina. North Carolina and Georgia. I, I can think of like different names out there, but out in this area, I want to say, wasn't there a place in Baltimore that you wanted to check out? But I can't remember. It was before coronavirus. So I don't know if you ever got to go there or not because, you know. Well, we- that was uh, found in Maine when I was coming back from. Okay. So that was that. that one okay. Time. okay. So. I mean, yeah, they did have a couple of pallets that didn't sell during their auction, but it, it wasn't worth trying to shove on the truck. 
Yeah. Now, do you remember if, well, I know he's in Jersey, but does John still have his, his uh, warehouse out in Jersey? He, the last I looked, he was not really doing the wholesale thing like he was before. I think he was getting geared back to doing the flea markets and just being an actual uh, reseller himself. Okay, I see. So you, uh, we got another Facebook, same person. They said they've ordered from King Kong deals. Why do I think I know who that, who they are? I just can't remember. Sounds vaguely familiar. It sounds real familiar. Um, they're not, they don't think bulk is good. I would say bulk is not for a person that's been doing this for a long time. Um, bulk, in my opinion, is where, is a place where you might want to, get started because you're not going to get the same type of thing that you would get if you deal with like a larger warehouse because bulk is kind of set up in my opinion, more like an internet store for people that kind of want to start reselling. But that's my mm -hmm. opinion. Right. But, with the whole manifest list and the manifest guarantee, that's more of a entry level into it till you get comfortable because when you're actually dealing with large-scale wholesale, you're getting a truckload of who knows what, and good luck. Right. Uh, you know what the other place that just came to my mind, I don't know why I forgot them? The, uh, Inmar. I-N-M-A-R. Um, now, the thing with Inmar, they get truckloads and truckloads and truckloads. So what I would suggest um, is to get on their mailing list because they try to more or less sell the truckload. But when they have pallets that are left over or what, whatever the case may be, they need to clear out for space. You can get, you'll get the email blast and, um, and a lot of the stuff I'm like, Oh, this ain't, this isn't too bad. Um, but it, it may not be things that we're into, but uh, especially they, I think, uh, what is it? Health and beauty, which is not something that we really do. Um, well, they've also been and things like that as well. And I think they do CVS or lots of CVS. Lot, yeah. Lots of CVS. So you're going to get that's heavy health and beauty aids if you're going to get CVS. So they put, um, or as you can see it, he says, thank you. I'm starting out, but the stuff looks trash. Overpriced manifest, not accurate. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm looking more into B-Stock. Okay. Um, a lot of people come to me, or I should, when I say they come to me, they come to me as following me on YouTube or somewhere because of my B-Stock video that I made that is probably my highest viewed video. One thing I would really suggest with B-Stock is don't get involved in trying to win an auction for the, for the sake of winning. Be selective and understand how much you're willing to pay because you always have to think about the condition. And I always look at a condition as if they say that their returns Expect there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff that's not going to work, not going to be pretty, that might need a little bit of something with it. That's my suggestion 
um, with that. Um, if you're going to do bulk, I do have a video that I do with bulk where I do a live auction with bulk. I mean, sorry, not bulk. I apologize. With B stock and um, with B stock, keep that always in mind. Um, you can get nice things. You really can. I think what has happened with B stock is that since a lot of resellers know about it now, they're on there just trying to win and they're not thinking about how to make money off of this. So don't fall into the trap of I need to win the auction because when you do that, you may overpay. Now I analyze manifests and I do that very quickly. I show you how I do that in, in my B stock video because I manifest, I go through the manifests and I do a quick view of what the highest, uh, the highest selling item is. And when I do that, um, I, that's how I know how I'm going to get my money back. Um, so, so that would be my suggestion to, uh, get active goods, um, is to, if you have the money and you have the space truckloads, <laughs> All right, so they have another question on here. So they said, also, I am having a headache every day trying to figure out what I can sell on Amazon. I'm gated on a lot of things. Okay, if you're just starting out with Amazon, you are going to be gated on a lot of things. It's not your fault. It's the crap sellers that came before you. And I'm sorry, it's not... How can I put this? You're going to have to play the game of selling in the categories that you can until Amazon allows you to go into the other ones. And the way that you do that is that you make sure that you follow Amazon's rules. Now, it, sometimes I may get asked, um, who can I use to get ungated? Sometimes if you need to get ungated in toys, there's a, oh, I think it's called EE Entertainment, something like that. Um, you can use them sometimes. There was a time when to be ungated in food, you could use Allen Brothers to get ungated. But they have locked down, not mm -hmm. just categories, but they've locked down a lot of brands. And they did that because they're looking at the metrics of like how many like uh, unauthorized um, claims do we get? And what I mean by that is you're going to have people that sell fakes or sell, how can I put this, refurbished and try and say it's new. There was a time period where that was happening, unfortunately. Um, so you're going to have to kind of play that game with Amazon. Uh, sorry about that, but it, it's, I'm just telling you the truth. Now there might be other coaches or people out there that could say, Oh, I'll get you on gated for a certain amount of money. If they can do it, follow them, but make sure whatever things they're telling you to do, that it follows the practices and rules and regulations of Amazon. Um, I find 
for me, Amazon, I'm not really doing OA or RA right now. I haven't really done that in a long time. Um, wholesale. Wholesale, it's not flashy, but you can get money and it can be consistent. So it's not as flashy as RA where you go to Walmart or Target or whatever, whatever store, buy something for $15, sell it for $50. It's going to be, you're going to buy a large amount of one particular product. Maybe it's 5 or $6 and you're selling it for $15 or $20. And you may say, oh, but that's not a lot of money that I get off of it. But if it's consistent, all those dollars add up. Wholesale and then once you get real money, private label. You can private label cheap or you can private label the right way. Um, which I'm actually, when it comes to private label, I'm going to, for 2021, I'm going to be doing something completely different. I am now looking to not, uh, out, not source from China uh, because China this, this year messed me all the way up with, with things getting shipped to me in a timely fashion uh, because of coronavirus. Um, because it hit there first. And plus, at the same time, they had their, there's a, normally in the beginning of the year, there's some type of, uh, I'm going to say a holiday that they kind of. Um, yeah, there's always random stuff like. Right. So. Day and things like that. It, exactly. So let's see here. They said, um, get active good says, it seems like it seems like it are more sellers than consumers on eBay, Poshmark, etc. Well, it may look like that because there are a lot of sellers on eBay, but there are seller there are buyers on eBay and Poshmark. Now, Poshmark I have not cracked the code with Poshmark in my opinion, so I'm not going to call myself a Poshmark expert. Um, actually in January, I'm going to have two ladies that are posh. I'm going to call them Poshmark gurus because Poshmark is a different animal. And it's not one of those things that I'm actually really fond of because Poshmark kind of wants you to treat it like it's social media. I don't have time for that. I just like to post my stuff, put the keywords in and roll. Poshmark wants you to go to them every day tell someone you like their listing, share it, do that 10, 20 times so that you can constantly be in someone's feed. So I, I'm not going to, I'm, I'll be honest when it comes to Poshmark, I'm not going to put myself as a person that is, um, a guru or a specialist. Do I sell on Poshmark? Yes, I do. Do I have that down pack of how that place runs? Well, I do have a down pack of how it runs. I just choose not to play along. Um, eBay. I'm taking a moment because to me, if you want to chime in, Dan, go right ahead. But um, Oh, eBay is, is just such a well-known, well-established platform 
there are plenty of buyers on that because it's been around for decades at this point, you might as well say. Right. So, yes, there's going to be a lot of sellers because throughout the years, it's always a sell your junk on eBay. And that's what people did. Yeah, that's <laughs> where they started. Sell they, your junk on eBay. And then yeah. it became more towards wholesaling and larger companies getting on board with selling their products. But so far as buyers on there, I'm always selling stuff on there. Every now and again, I'll buy something on there, but it's not often. Yeah, we kind of buy on there for, like, if we have something that's a part of something that we have to kind of make it a complete set or make it whole. Yeah, you know that's I mean? the number one spot to go to for looking for parts. So you see me laughing because um, Get Active Goods asked if we tried selling on Walmart. <laughs> okay. I let that wanna, in your, your yeah, I'm gonna leave this goods. very I'm gonna make it very <laughs> short. Okay. Um I am not a one hundred percent fan of Walmart. And part of the part of my reasoning is because I was spoiled by selling on Amazon. So when you get spoiled with how the systems work together on Amazon even though it's not 100% perfect, but you can at least figure things out quickly. And then you go to Walmart and they make it harder than what it needs to be. You kind of just, I've not made them a number one marketplace for us. Um, one thing about Walmart, um, they, want you to sell below the price of Amazon. And that sounds all well and good, but how are you supposed to make any money? So, and then now their processes have updated. I will say that because when we got on Walmart, the way that you had to put, do a listing was you had to have a, um, uh, like a, what do you call this? Like a listing tool? Actually, it's not even a listing tool. We had to get Ecom Dash so that we could list on Walmart and pay for that monthly so that we could list list our stuff on 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 Walmart. Um, they've now updated. I believe you can do like I call it a flat file, like an Excel file, but you know where you can list. But as soon as you put it on there, like I know I used to upload things and. I would get all these errors because they didn't like the price that I put on it. And then I'd have to go through and figure out what's their problem with the price. Now you can get more information from them where they say where they found it cheaper. And then the other problem that you have is what the, the issue that I had, the thing that pissed me off with them was, they didn't understand that I had a different product than what they found. All they found was the same name brand and the name brand had several different products and one was selling at like seven, 14 and like 28. I'll just, and those are just random numbers just so that you understand um, the midpoint that where they were. And my item was in the midpoint 
and they were saying it should be this, but should be at the low point. And I'm like, that's not the same exact item. So I should not be selling it at that price. So I, without even trying to fight it, I just took that off the listing, just took, well, I just took that whole listing off. Um, they are much better now, but as I said, because I am spoiled because I sold on Amazon, going from Amazon to Walmart, I just wasn't happy with. So that now there are people that make good money that they sell on Amazon. I doubt they're resellers or liquidators. I believe they're probably wholesalers. So they said, got it. It's been hard for me to find bulk shoe vendors, Nike, Yeezy, Uggs, and more brands. Okay. Um, you want? I don't Nike. think you're going to find Ugg at all. Okay, Uggs. I want to tell you right now, <laughs> Uggs don't play. <laughs> uh, Nike's you, another big one on the whole uh, front of trying to get ungated with exactly. their requirements. Um, the only way that you'll probably be able to get it, you know, at a real wholesale price, not like a resale price, is if you are able to go through those brands or through their authorized distributors and become an authorized retailer. Normally when that happens, they want you to have a physical brick and mortar store, especially I know Nike will want you to. I Uggs is very selective and Yeezy's uh, you know, there's a reason why those people are billionaires. Um, now, can you buy them regularly at like a like an outlet store and resell them? Of course. When, that's what people do on eBay. That's what sneakerheads do. You know what I mean? Um, but if you want to get them at like a wholesale price, first of all, you got to have wholesale price money to buy what a whole store would buy of Nikes. Uggs, Good luck with that because you're not, I don't think, I'm trying to think where. I don't think Uggs even has any kind of distributor. That's what I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who would distribute for them because they are very protective of their brand. Uggs is very protective. Um, and Yeezys, I haven't even entertained the thought. <laughs> but that's just, that's not what we sell. You know what I mean? Because actually, to me, if I was going to be like Yeezys, to me, that's more of a collector. That's kind of how, how I would look at it. That's just me. So, all right. So, you got any more questions? Get active goods because you've kept this live stream going. <laughs> all right. So, I'm kind of letting him see, take in everything that we talked about. Um, this kind of came went a little bit longer than what we expected. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, get active goods. Um, uh, I will, I hope that everything that we talked about was helpful for you. Um, we, we will be doing this 
Um, and I, I'm saying we, I'm because my husband is not one that likes to be on camera and talk about all this, but I feel like he has a wealth of knowledge. Uh, but we will be doing this on Thursday nights at 10 o'clock and we will be streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. So you'll be able to find us there. Um, subscribe on YouTube, follow on Facebook and Facebook. Uh, I don't even know what the verbiage is on Twitch. That's how much I don't know about Twitch. All right. So we are going to go to the next segment of our show, as I like to call the reseller funnies. This is just a place for us to kind of be funny because we sure do need it. So I'm going to share this particular meme that has been out like <laughs> this whole week. And it says, I don't know who needs to hear this, but stop trying to track that package. It's in God's hands now because honey, that is so how, um, so how, how it's been, uh, is that it is in God's hands with some of these packages. Um, not to make light of it, but it's, that's, I mean, we've talked about it. We sure have talked about it. So, uh, yeah, well, like the one person that I wrote back that was all concerned about tracking time, I said, look, they have it. It's moving in their network where it's at. It's kind of a mystery, but it's on its way. Exactly. I mean, there's not much more you can do when it comes to that. I mean, we, you can only do your job, which is once the item has been has been purchased, ship it as fast as possible. You know, I know for us, we say two days handling. We don't do two day handling. We do, we are, we are normally same day up until a certain time period of the day, but we give us those ourselves that cushion to, so that we are uh, providing, you know, good customer service. But honestly, right now, as long as you do your part, that's all that you can do. That's, that's what I'm going to leave you guys with this week. <laughs> so do you have anything else you want to add, Dan? Uh, there's nothing really coming to mind at this point other than uh, getting back to work and getting some packages ready for tomorrow. All right. Well, this has been another installment of Resell Queen Chronicles. I would like to thank everyone for their engagement on this um, installment. If you ever have any questions, always feel free to send us an email. You can send me an email at resellqueen19320 at gmail.com. If you have uh, advertising inquiries, you can send me an email at info at resellqueen.com. If you would like to have a discussion or help with where you need to be or how to get started, send me an email at resellqueen19320 at gmail.com and we will, we'll, we'll take a look and, and help you out with that. So this has been another installment of Resell Queen Chronicles. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.